0: Welcome um, to Gaming um, Casual, everybody, the gaming podcast where we discuss games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja,
1: aka King Cagle,
0: and Control Freak. What up? And we're going to talk about games and stuff, even though fuck all this happened this week.
2: I mean, things happened just nothing major, at least nothing I cared about.
0: I mean, we had a, we had one big bombshell get dropped on us. Um, Reggie's leaving. The CEO Uh, of Nintendo America.
1: Reggie feeds me.
0: Yep. So he's leaving.
1: But he is getting replaced by Bowser.
0: Yes, so Nintendo has finally, uh, handed over the Mushroom Kingdom to Bowser. (laughs)
1: Officially.
0: Officially. are
2: they calling us Mushrooms?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I forget where I saw that.
1: The bricks are people.
0: Oh, God. It's worse than Soylent Green. (laughs) Yeah. We're building the kingdom.
2: wait, we're all turning into mushrooms, and then they're just going to turn us into bricks to build their kingdom.
0: I mean, they have so many fucking castles, they need more people to be more bricks.
1: Well, they also have to have floating bricks for you to punch apart. That, too. Yeah, in the original game manual, it explains that those are people.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It, it's so a very are just their guts. It's a very dark world. Where Mario that's is a abuser.
1: That's why they were trying to copy uh, uh Blade Runner for the Mario film.
0: Oh god. Did you just bring up the Super Mario Brothers movie? Why would you do that?
1: Because I'd like to have seen the original idea for it. Like the director's vision without getting his hands tied. I'd
0: like to know how much coke went into it. <laughs>
1: I mean, did, did you see? Oh, never mind. Forget it. Move on. I lost it.
0: All right. Well, uh, yeah, so Reggie's leaving Nintendo. Um.
1: Oh, did you see John Leguizamo in that movie? Got his name. I remembered it.
0: I mean, yeah. Did you see
1: Toad? Ugh. <laughs> Damn, better reference.
0: I mean, at least it's not just Yoshi who is just Discount Velociraptor from okay, Jurassic Park. That too, and you fucking know it. I will neither confirm nor deny these allegations.
2: Let's just agree to agree that that movie was a dumpster fire sprinkled with cocaine
0: that has apparently be-
2: some acid
0: that has apparently become a massive cult classic like The Room. I
2: Basically. I
1: would agree. I would I would totally agree that if you snorted a bunch of cocaine like. To the point where you nearly had a heart attack and then just dropped all the acid, you would totally live in that world.
2: Yeah, that's that's just the state you <laughs> exist in. Now. Yeah, that is. <laughs> definitely is would that be because you were you know, dead,
0: le- like legally? Would you, because you're dead, or just you're so high you no longer can perceive normal reality? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um. So, Resident Evil 4 got announced for Switch, and that'll be the eighth time I've bought that game.
1: It'll probably be my first.
0: Mm, It's such a good game, and it won't, hopefully, won't be the Wii version with the motion controls.
1: Hopefully it will, you prick.
0: No, because they can't have it with the motion controls, because how the fuck are you going to play it in handheld mode with motion controls?
1: Because you wouldn't play it with motion controls in handheld mode. It'd work the same as any other game that does motion and non-motion.
0: Well then, I just wouldn't play it in not handheld mode.
1: That's yeah. fine. Play it in handheld mode. Be be super bitchly about it. I but I'm I... gonna dock that shit, and I'm gonna play with motion control.
2: Because he's really into docking. He is. Don't Google that, children. Please.
0: Also, if there's children listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. And let's sorry? just say,
1: when it comes to docking, it takes one to know one. <laughs> and you guys only know I'm into docking because we all dock. It's how you get on this podcast, according to Shane. <laughs> and it's why she couldn't be a co-host that's anymore.
2: His, that's his initiation was down.
1: Wait, <laughs> you didn't?
2: No, no. What? I just had to handshake. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. I bought him a round of beers and we shook on it. Yep. That was it. And then we watched guys uh,
0: ride horses and joust. I cried for three days after he gave me the job. <laughs> You know, you keep <laughs> referencing this, but here's the thing: I don't ever remember interviewing you. Also, what are you talking dad, about? You no, were the Paul Browner to... dude, right? <laughs> oh, well, that's that's awkward. You you went to the you went to the you went next door to Creepy
2: Dave's Emporium. Oh, You've been working at the wrong place this entire time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's a miracle you actually make it for recording. Surprised he hasn't asked oh. about a paycheck.
1: Yeah. Wait, you're getting paid. No. In more than, in more than what Shane just describes as favors before he locks the door.
2: <laughs> All right, back to video game crap. <laughs> Hi, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we are not having an entire podcast of creepy me being <laughs> raped.
1: Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> creepy,
2: creepy Uncle Rapey and his uh, magical white van of
0: happiness. Honestly, I don't see much of a difference here.
2: Oh God. <laughs> You know,
1: like most things, this all stemmed from cocaine and LSD. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, So, has anybody been playing anything new this week? I've played a
2: buttload of Anthem.
0: That's true, you did. Tell us more about Anthem.
2: I like it, but the amount of hoops I had to jump through to get it to be fully playable still aggravates me. I don't know what it is that they do, but that game kills RAM. Like, it... It is constantly running at 100% processing power. Like, 100%. Constantly. No matter what. Damn. It drives me up a wall. I mean, Um, that makes sense. Like, the game is gorgeous. When it plays well, it plays really well. And I do enjoy playing it. Like, the gunplay feels fun. The abilities are enjoyable and explosive and colorful. Like, there's plenty to have fun with. Now. Do I hope that they expand the world fairly soon? Yes. Do I hope they fix their stupid servers and how the game runs? Definitely. The only thing... Go ahead. What was that? Nope, go ahead. Oh god. Finish up. The The only thing that I could say that actually has kind of miffed me is what they've done to the loot system. So, do you guys remember the uh, issue with Destiny, where people found the cave of loot?
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah, I remember that.
2: Now... Destiny loot system has always been kind of finicky. Getting your legendaries in Destiny 1 was a pain in the ass cuz it was hard to do. Yeah. Destiny 2 had the exact opposite where you were handed legendaries out the wazoo and it was they just became meaningless. So, what Anthem is- had the opposite problem? They started off with you were getting legendaries really quick off the bat. Um once you hit the higher difficulties, so like i i was playing around in hard mode and i was getting legendaries fairly regularly i was able to kit out most of my stuff pretty quickly had fun with it you know i could still always hope for a better roll on certain equipment um and then every now and then i was getting one of the epic items go into grandmaster mode after apparently they did a ghost patch all of a sudden i'm getting greens whites and blues all over again instead of purples and golds and i'm sitting there, i'm like the fuck just happened come to find out they did a ghost patch to tweak with the drops that they were giving out because apparently they like the drop rate for the high quality stuff was actually set too high oh if they come out and said it initially fine you know hey We fucked up our algorithm, and admittedly, you guys have been getting loot that is really good in way too high of a quantity. And, yes, there would have been some community like, Oh, man, that's that's bogus that you're changing it on us now. But instead of doing a ghost patch, where now it's the community finds out, because the community's like, What the fuck happened to my drop rates? Why am I just getting garbage now? Yeah. And... The company coming out and saying, "Oh well, we, we did this without telling you." So, you know, that, what, honestly, that's been my only real complaint. That and the game instability, where I've had regular crashes at poor timing.
0: Well, that I mean, that goes back to what we were talking about last episode. With the uh, as long as a company is honest know, about is it, is honest, yeah, is honest about what they're doing, people forgive them for it. Actually, that might have been the episode before last. Whenever no, we I were think that was about, last. Part. Whenever we were talking about Metroid, I say is if you uploaded any episode already.
2: It was a previous, a previous episode we had discussed. Yes, with Metroid, where if the company comes out and outright says, "Hey, this is what's happening. This is why we're doing this," yeah, they they're forgiven much faster instead of just sweep it under the rug and hope no one notices. Right. Because yeah, or total are everywhere. They will always find out. But yeah, I'll so tell you that's, what. That's what I've been playing, and that's been my recent experience.
1: tell you what my biggest gripe with Anthem has been so far is that I still don't care, and it looks boring.
0: You know, a lot of people are tearing it apart. Uh, not so much, Actually, not so much tearing it apart. Most people just say it just doesn't do anything different.
2: Yeah, it, it is the same formula that a lot of other shooters have currently.
0: It's de- It's Destiny. Fucked Warframe. Okay.
1: Okay. You just said. You just said that it, that it suffers from the same issues that a lot of shooters do nowadays. So I just wanted to say that totally different games. Um, Anthem. Uh, what's the what's the new one that everybody likes? The new Battle Royale. Oh, Apex. Apex. Uh, Apex. Yeah, Legends. Far Cry Five. Division Two. Very different games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it reminds me of that era uh during the 360 ps3 life where one entire e3 it was just a series of next gen brown games
0: oh god yeah i remember that it was like modern warfare 3 it's brown gears of war 3 it's brown with some red
1: Do- uncharted 3 it's brown somehow too because they brown. just showed the standard
0: yeah because it's in the desert now mind you uncharted 3 ended up being beautiful but still yeah um no well that's because this generation now with uh especially with far cry hyper colors it's hyper color not not even no i'm not talking about new dawn i'm just talking about far cry 5 it's just mm-hmm. there's nothing new there's no yeah, well, new I mechanics don't... it's they're try every game is trying to capture what breath of the wild did
1: well i just want to say like uh yeah i wasn't saying that the games now are all brown again although i don't think that they're super colorful no. I think everything a lot weird of weird dull for- muted tones. Um but all of them just look samey despite being vastly different games. Like they all look like the same boring experience and they all look like a game that like if I if, if I had the console and stuff to play it maybe I would fucking enjoy it but it just lo- they look like autopilot games to me. Like shit you just turn on and kind of blaze through.
0: Right. And I mean, honestly, like I'm looking at Far Cry Five right now in my Steam library because I've been thinking about mm-hmm. reloading it and playing it again.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the prequel to the new one, right? Yeah,
0: it's the prequel to. Okay. It's the prequel to the weird off spin game. Yeah. That they do, but the the thing is, the reason I stopped playing Far Cry Five is because I don't know, man. It just felt like there was no cohesive story to me. Because they didn't have it, like, the missions weren't set up and like, okay, do this mission, do this mission. It was drive around the map until you accidentally mission. Hmm. And do that enough so you can go fight the final boss of the area. Yeah. Like, that that's what drove me up the wall about it.
2: Well, and that was the thing that kind of got me out of the Far Cry series. I actually think Far Cry Primal wasn't terrible, but a lot of the other Far Cries, it's, hey, there's a base, like a, a mini base of enemies here. Go clear it out. There's another one, you know, two miles that way. Go clear it out. Mm hmm. Cool. You've just cleared all the bases in this region. The boss is here. Yeah. Go kill him. Or do whatever. Well, it's like.
0: And like I said, a lot of games now want that Breath of the Wild quantity where you play the game by exploring
1: now breath of the wild though that's a game where the uh hunting down towers can legitimately be a fun rewarding experience that game it's very tightly designed for an open world
0: game no it is it's really tight and the way they do the gameplay is awesome like don't don't get me wrong when i say you play the game by exploring breath of the wild is a world i want to explore yeah like i want to find the things in that world far cry 5 it's i don't really give a shit
2: which is weird
1: because far cry 5 looks better go ahead
2: each region for like far cry it all looks the same like the enemies don't really vary the stuff that's in the region doesn't really vary the look of the places doesn't really vary to to a large degree Breath of the Wild, it was like, okay, this whole area is a desert region. This whole area is a forest region. This whole area is a swamp region. There's a jungle portion. Different stuff becomes accessible at different times because of stuff you found during your adventure. Or if you really, really, really want to push yourself, you might be able to explore it just by yourself without getting that bonus gear. Right. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of things in that game where if you
0: don't have that bonus gear, you're going to have a rough time, like any time you run into a fucking storm.
2: Yeah.
1: Nah, dog, I got a hundred (laughs) apples.
2: But other games nowadays, like, you are correct, they try to capture that open world majesty. Honestly, is the best way to put it. And the problem is, is they say, you have this... Full, you have the open world that you can now explore but it's not that big or it's not that varied and you can yes you or can explore every corner of it because you don't need special equipment to explore it so there's no real reward for going there it's just you've been there
0: right
1: mm-hmm. yeah well oh, said you had something to say to Well,
0: that. i was just gonna say that it's it's actually we can look at Far Cry, again, you know, just to not keep harping back on, or coming back to Zelda, but let's look at Far Cry and Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay. Metal Gear Solid Five, right, you finish your opening mission, and then Ocelot takes you to Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. and says, alright boss, this is what you have to do, go do it, and you can explore that world and get stuff, you know, like you can get people and resources, and you can explore the regions that they have set up for you, but they have a strict like, all right, when you're ready to go, this is the story mission you have to complete. Yeah. Which,
1: uh, uh that one in particular, that opening, first off, you play through the entire scripted hospital sequence, right? Which First time you play through it, like most metal gear games, first time you play through it, it's amazing. Second time you play through it, you realize you're, you don't have a lot of control no. and it's kind of boring. Um, and then, whenever you first get to Afghanistan, like, yeah, that's what they're setting up. And the first time you play it, you feel it. But the second time you play it, when you know everything, uh, it's like, dude, I already pulled out my binoculars. Shut the fuck up and let me go.
0: Yeah, I suppose that is the difference. I, I feel like I guess if I went back, because I still haven't beaten no, Breath of the Wild.
1: Well, Breath of the Wild does a good job of keeping you on a tutorial island first. It's right. The same concept, but you're still free to go explore. Also. <laughs> Uh, Zelda manages to capture that feeling you have
0: mm-hmm. in
1: your imagination as a kid in the back wo- in the woods, like, right behind your house.
0: That,
2: that's actually a really good way to describe it.
1: It's, it's exactly bit, it, what you imagine.
2: It's smaller than you feel it is. But you but still then there, have a shit yeah. ton of fun.
1: Yeah, and exploring Zelda is genuinely an experience because you can find the furthest possible tower market, it go for it and discover something totally new before you even get there and if you do reach it you realize that it's like so far away there's so much stuff in between um somehow climbing a tower to act to open your map one of the things that sucks the most about ubisoft open world games is legitimately fun to do in breath of the wild
0: right because I, and I, I think it goes back to the world that Breath of the Wild created. Like, this yeah. world that you want to explore and you want to play And Like, I'll be fucking honest, man. I don't want to explore half the world Ubisoft puts out anymore because they all look like the same fucking thing.
1: What's hilarious is in promoting it, Nintendo liter- literally said, like, all the worst things for promoting Breath of the Wild before it came out. Whereas on the flip side, Metal Gear Solid Five seemed to say everything perfectly right. And yet, I despise phantom pains open world and it's the same concept as zelda it's a bunch of varied environments that you can't see all at once and it's built up like it would be fun to explore maybe but it's not in practice It's boring it's flat i, I like hitting the bases but that's about it
0: yeah i mean what what are our thoughts on uh i, I know my thoughts on it but i'm curious as to your guys thoughts on obsidian's new game and that because we're talking about open world games so their their new open world rpg uh, outer, outer World? Yeah, that one. What are our what are our thoughts on Outer Worlds? Well, I mean your thoughts specifically. I guess. Both of you. We'll
1: control you Yeah, control you get first.
2: Uh admittedly, I haven't seen much about it. It's intriguing to see. I'm wondering if they're gonna be trying to throw too much together.
1: I uh, wonder if they're gonna have the time to complete it.
2: Yeah, that's it Food is supposed producer? to uh Private division
0: is the public publisher. Hmm. I don't know if that's actually just Steam not having a name for the publisher, and it's a private division of <laughs> some company, oh, or if the company—nope, yeah. it's actually the name of a company. Oh, they're the dudes who produced Kerbal Space Program.
1: What?
2: That's weird.
1: <laughs> Interesting resume.
2: <laughs> Which actually would make me think if they provide assets, you're actually going to have a really good physics system. Yeah. Hmm. I, I i'm just yeah okay
0: that yeah private division produce kerbal space program okay remind
1: me remind me later about sharing assets but um the uh i'm fucking pumped for it man i uh, obsidian making another fallout style game yeah I, i'm always down for that
0: yeah and i mean you know it's gonna be a story driven open world so it's gonna be you know if you go to this place too early you're gonna die
1: you know the dude the, the main dude from obsidian the one that came over from Black Isle Studios, the, mm-hmm. the dude is uh, helping on that um, zombie parkour too. Yeah, what was that game from the dudes that did Dead Island?
0: Dying Light. Oh, Dying Light? Yeah. Shit. I have literally haven't thought about Dying Light in since it came oh, out, I'm, actually. I'm pumped for that I second the one.
2: the first one. The first one was a lot of fun.
0: I enjoyed it too. I don't know why I never played it more. <laughs> Well, it had once flaws you beat like it there,
2: yeah once you beat it there was not really much of a reason to keep playing and
0: now they have a battle royale game
2: yeah yeah i did see that i i watched like one clip of it and it's not terribly or it's it's not too terribly done and i can see its uh charm but i wouldn't get into it
0: no no Plus I'm I'm actively trying to avoid getting into different battle royales like <laughs> not only because I got the bum hand so I can't really get into anything right now but I I don't want to get into too many of these battle royales cuz you start getting into too many and it's it it'll bore you of them. Yeah. Now Apex I still think it's fun cuz Apex though being fairly generic for a battle royale game, I like the world, I like the guns, I like the movement system. I like the fact that it's quick. Apex is pretty boom, 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 and you're done. I don't think we had a match go over 20 minutes. Nah. And those Even were...
2: when we were in the last four.
0: Yeah. But, like, PUBG, those games can last 40 minutes. Um, Fortnite's also another quick one, but as I've said, I dislike the building of Fortnite. Yeah. Because I suck at
2: it. <laughs> it's just not, like, I'm not a fan of it either. It's not even that I'm... I mean, I'm probably bad, but at the same time, it's just like, as you've mentioned before, oh, hey, look at that guy. He literally just created a ten-story tower in, like, five seconds. What the shit?
0: Yep. It's like, I, I'm just going to shoot myself in the head and save him the bullet.
2: Um, but no, for Outer Worlds, one thing I'm curious about is, is it all on one planet? Don't know. No. It's called Outer Worlds, plural so yeah, do if i not. get the opportunity okay now the next question is is it going to be like a mass effect setup where you go to the region you have one small region you get to explore do your story missions and then leave or is it going to be like a open setting where it's like hey yeah this is a established frontier town here's another frontier town there's a primary like city on one of the worlds that's more developed than the rest and you're kind of bouncing between those and each planet will obviously have their little their couple of towns and maybe
1: you just go into maybe you just kind of like enter an area and go into it the way you uh go into the dlc for new vegas
0: Mm, could be now is it going to have ship combat do you think like are you going to be able to fly your spaceship
1: no, that... dude. This is gonna be this is gonna be a first-person shooter uh, RPG.
2: Yeah, I'm not I guarantee
1: it. I don't think they'll play. do anything crazy like that.
2: Yeah, I'm not seeing any like craft mm. spacecraft type of thing.
0: Well, there's one yeah. in that picture that's literally in our Discord right now. Well,
1: no, there's shit like that flying around, but I think that's more like flavor.
0: Could be. I mean, we don't know much about the game, so yeah, yeah. Now gameplay looks good though. I know what game will have spaceships and i'm very skeptical on is uh what's that uh, beyond good and evil
2: 2 we don't understand what Be- what beyond good and evil was yeah, beyond good and evil 2 what was our ip about again
1: <laughs> beyond good and evil 2 look at everything this engine can do
2: yeah <laughs> beyond good and evil 2 hey look that character you like what's that cell shading nah we got out of that shit ages ago
1: beyond good and evil 2 Joseph Gordon-Levitt wants you to donate art to this game.
0: <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2. We don't want to do work. I don't know. Every time they show something new for Beyond Good and Evil 2, I just kind of go, you're making me want it less.
1: See, every time I see something on it, I go, that sounds amazing. You're never going to achieve it.
2: <laughs> that mm, That's fair. Wait, get... So so are they having Peter Molyneux syndrome? I was going to say they're having Hello Games syndrome. Yeah. They've they've come down with a case of, uh, Fable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look at what our engine can do. Look at what you'll be able to do in the oh, game. Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. They've got the Mala flu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. You know, I didn't even think about that when Fable 3 came out. I just thought, I was like, oh, good, it's a Fable game, and there's guns and pirate hats.
1: <laughs> you know, you know what this, uh... The dude that came out of retirement to come back to Ubisoft to make Beyond Good and Evil 2. You know what separates him from Peter Molyneux at least? He has shown off every fantastical feature that is unnecessary, does not add to the gameplay or story, and uh, is part of the reason this game will remain vaporware forever. (laughs) He hasn't just said crazy shit, he's shown off that they've spent like, you know, the past decade for some reason, developing a solar system for their real-time clock.
0: This is going to be that game you put in your system. You know, it's like, finally, Beyond Good and Evil 2 came out. You put it in your system, your system just spontaneously combusts.
1: It'll be It'll be the last Guardian. It won't come out until, like, two gens from now.
0: Yeah, and it'll look like it should have been two gens from now.
1: Oh, it'll or, look or like it looks today.
0: Or, yeah, it should have been today's <laughs> generation.
1: Yeah, it'll look exactly like it did in the last fucking gameplay demo. And games will be like photo real at that point. Xbox will have taken over. We'll all be playing on our HoloLens.
0: Is that what it's gonna be? You think Xbox is gonna be the over, the one who takes over?
1: Do I think that they'll take over truly? No, of course not.
0: <laughs> well, actually do I think they have
1: potential to do something cool, yeah.
0: Depending on what they do with this uh, you know, with the Xbox Live coming to um Switch Switch.
2: The xbox everywhere initiative
0: yeah depending yeah. on what they do with that i don't know man they might actually take over i
1: i hate the fact that we all know there's a streaming future uh for games but the xbox everywhere initiative is one of those like you know how every every once in a while a company lays out a roadmap that you go yeah and it probably doesn't work out for them because it's too consumer friendly right like EA's Roadmap of Innovation before they switch to games of service. Yeah. this The, the Xbox Everywhere initiative, that's a, that's something I I fully support Microsoft on. Do it, please.
0: I mean, if it means I can play Halo on my Switch, I'm on board. Fuck yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like, oh, cool. I will buy,
1: I will buy through the Xbox store on whatever console I want most. That means that whenever you choose a console, you can literally just base it off of off of heart whatever you like most yeah well, that,
0: that, that's the thing it's like at this point you're if that becomes a thing like if sony gets a streaming service and they give it to microsoft and switch and switch gets a streaming service they give it to microsoft and sony basically at that point it's choosing okay do i like the controller better do i like yep. you know the switch has its portability and now you no longer have that issue of kids on christmas getting the system their friends don't have
1: Yep. Well, then why the fuck am I paying for Xbox Live? Basically. That's me talking to a kid. Go ahead.
0: No, no. I I completely understand that. It's like, why the fuck am I paying for Xbox Live if all your friends are playing on PlayStation you don't even use the damn thing? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think Sony will play ball anytime soon, if at all.
0: Sony will literally... They won't play ball until they start to hurt.
1: You want my conspiracy opinion here?
0: I don't know. Do I? Mike?
1: Microsoft and yeah, Microsoft and Nintendo getting cozy the way they have been. Uh-huh. If this whole thing, if this whole Xbox Anywhere approach is just Microsoft trying to be snooty to take down Sony, <laughs> like they don't actually plan on letting you play Xbox games on anything. It'll just be PC, Xbox, and Switch. Switch is their portable. Do you know what I mean? Like they start partnering with Nintendo enough, and Nintendo has no problem taking down a rival uh and being champion they have always secretly wanted to be number one they just want to do it a different way
0: right Uh, i mean it's not even that it's god that's just genius on them because then nintendo's obviously going to be making a portion of the revenue from every game purchased on xbox live
1: they could work out some sort of deal with nintendo where it's like no look we'll make it like the nintendo xbox store yeah they could do you get a cut of the
0: profits here of course yeah So, basically, they'll be selling Microsoft games and Switch games in the same store.
1: What are the odds we could get some of them Switch games over here on Xbox?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly, Xbox owners are like, oh, God, I feel bad for the GameStop employees. Can you get Breath of the Wild on Xbox? That's not, oh, God, that's right, it is out. Jesus. (laughs) What about me? I'm on PlayStation. Nope, didn't come out for PlayStation. Fuck you.
1: I got the one X. I'm playing Zelda in 4K.
0: (laughs) Jesus. Oh my god, the cell shading is amazing! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a future we could work to. I don't know, it's, it all depends on if the companies play ball and if they find out a way to play ball nicely.
1: The it, Microsoft Switch and the Nintendo Xbox are two things that make me giddy to
0: hear. Jesus. All I'm imagining, all I'm imagining is just your, your grandmother It's like, Oh, I got you the new Nintendo, <clears throat> Billy! Grandma the that's switch a box. Se- Grandma that's a Sega.
1: They don't even make those. How did you get that?
0: <laughs> I got you the new Atari console. Why?
1: <laughs> I got you the new console from Soldier Boy.
2: <laughs> oh
1: god.
0: <laughs> he says Fortnite is on it. Grandma, no one hmm. plays Fortnite anymore. It's twenty thirty two, Grandma. <laughs> we we all just go out into the street and fight each other. No one even plays video games anymore. Soldier Boy was killed. For this console.
2: <laughs> Nintendo... Remember,
1: he tried to prove his street cred by
0: doing a drive-by and shot himself? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> but Yeah,
0: no, I mean, I, I'm following that story very closely. As of right now, they don't have plans to let you play games from what I read, but that might have changed. I'm not sure. Has anybody read anything else on it? uh
1: wait i'm sorry what was the last thing you said
0: well i was saying last i heard microsoft didn't actually have plans to let you play games it was mainly just to access your friends list on switch that's
1: the that's the official statement but there's already rumors um like inside source nda rumors uh i think Uh, game informer was the one i think game informer was the one to get the scoop right and um we know that the, they're probably going to bring the X streaming service there because they're. Remember, whenever we talked about next gen consoles, I told you the stream only box uh, might come out earlier than the other one
0: right. because
1: they're so happy with how their streaming service is turning out with like zero lag and whatnot.
0: Right. So the
1: idea is that they're probably going to bring that service to Switch and the first couple games that come to it are like years of war and something else
0: halo infinite
1: <laughs> i don't know if they do infinite yet
0: i don't know man but well, you you have to Well think when does the... that even drop? No one knows. We we okay. literally saw the one trailer for it and haven't heard jack shit since.
1: But in um in response uh to that shit going down the Xbox dude just was like Uh, he posted a picture of the definition of rumors, but then he also ended up like, I don't know, retweeting that or something referencing the Twitch. So nobody knows if he meant like, Hey, these are rumors. You idiots we're not doing that. Or if he was like, ha
0: ha, I'm confirming the rumor. Right. Like I said, it'll be very interesting to watch and see how this develops.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It could be big. It could be the most bullshitty, stupid thing that ever happened because Microsoft loves to shoot themselves in the dick.
0: That's true, but maybe they learn this time, and they won't do it again. <laughs> uh, they will. We all know they will. We Micro- can dream. Microsoft, put the shotgun down. You you don't know what end makes the loud. No, oh, damn it. Too late. Everybody watching E three at the launch of the new systems, like Microsoft, stop. Put the shovel hmm. down. You're not helping. You guys
1: remember when that dude just came out for microsoft uh uh e3 press conference that dude just came out on stage stripped uh stripped himself of his shirt just started flogging himself (laughs) that was weird
0: no i I remember when the blizzard employees did that recently though i
1: i thought it was awesome when sony came out after them even though they weren't even at the e3 and just started flogging that guy too
0: (laughs) great e3 oh that was one of the best trolls in gaming marketing I've ever seen. This well, is they how, did it. This-, this is how you trade games it. on PS4.
1: Yeah, but they did it. Uh, they did something similar back when uh, for Sega or some shit with the first PlayStation.
0: I'm sure they did. Well, uh,
1: everybody was speculating about price. Uh, the Saturn came out; it was super expensive.
0: Also, um, only released in certain retailers. Yeah, excluding the- Walmart or maybe that was the n64
1: the n64 was like 399 and um the whenever it was sony's turn which that would have been ces that wouldn't have even been e3 they just walked on stage came up to the mic and were like 299 and walked away and to like thunderous applause
0: and that was the that was the generation i mean sony fucking killed that generation and then killed the next generation, and then lost okay, the three hundred and sixty generation. Sony
1: did generation. good. Sony did good out the gate. Then they crushed the next generation. And actually, at the very end of uh, the last gen's life, PS3 came out on top at the very end.
0: Well, yeah, I know it came out on top at the end, but that's because Xbox was already starting to shoot itself in the ass.
1: See, I think. I think that this gen, Microsoft really stumbled at the beginning, but I th- I really think that they're going to end up evening out towards the end. But I don't know. They got off to such a poor start.
0: Yeah. like It
1: seems to have affected everything. We're five years into this generation, and all anybody ever talks about is the connect and Always Online, which has never been a thing since it released.
0: Right. Well, that's because all the games they've released that are exclusive are... For the most part, fairly mediocre, if not garbage.
1: Well, even then, their exclusives have just been a handful of their top... They, they're not, they're not like, really doing it with exclusives, even though there are some that slip through the cracks, well, like Sunset Overdrive. Well, yeah, let, I mean, but, let,
0: let's look at the exclusives everybody remembers. Sea of Thieves, mediocre. Gears of War 4, it's another Gears game.
1: Halo see, the- I, I feel game. like... When I think exclusives for Xbox this generation, there's Dead Rising, uh, Forza, Gears, and Halo.
0: But Dead Rising wasn't even exclusive.
1: It was at the beginning. It was that's for a first. long time.
0: Yeah, that's... <clears throat> mm, that's fair. Dead Rising Three was, but then like Dead Rising Three mm-hmm. and Dead Rising Four eventually moved to every other console.
1: Yeah, and you know, Two wasn't an exclusive either. But nope. Um,
2: and one the isn't first a one was either, Three really?
1: was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it all eventually changed, but I still think of Dead Rising coming to Xbox, that's it.
0: Now, do we think that this next generation is going to be... Do we... I know we're speculating a lot about the next generation of consoles here. Do we think the next generation is going to be where we see the death of exclusive games? Or at least the start of the death of exclusive games?
1: Okay, if you're going to say the start of the death of exclusives, which I'm all for... um. I would say that it all depends on where this Xbox Anywhere initiative ends up. They're going to have a new Xbox Prez probably too, eventually, if they're not already in the process of it.
0: God, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, well, that...
1: no, because I like this roadmap.
0: Yeah. All oh, right, it's not the same guy anymore. From the... never mind.
1: Yeah, no, it's not the guy who first shot them in the dick.
0: But I mean, that's the whole thing. Like. I think companies are finally starting to realize that having exclusive games...
1: Go ahead. I was going to say something dumb.
0: Oh. Like, companies are starting to realize that having exclusive games is not the way to sell games. No,
1: Sony doesn't know that. For them, it's still a system seller.
0: True. I guess I can't say that because technically on PC we have exclusivity between the different launchers. There's like five now.
1: Yeah, PC gaming's getting too complicated.
0: Like, fucking hell. It used to be just Steam or install the game off a disc. Now we have Steam, Uplay, Origin, Battleneck, Epic fucking Discord you can buy games on for some reason.
1: Can we still count, uh, Origin and Uplay? Can we count Uplay at all?
0: Yeah. I mean, half the time Steam just links back to Uplay. But you still need Uplay to play half of the fucking games you buy on Steam.
1: There's the Microsoft really wants you to use, you know, the windows store or whatever it's going to be called. But I think that once all that is Xbox, that'll be a legit storefront.
0: Maybe. I don't know. They really haven't gotten the whole, Hey, you can play the games on your PC thing. If you buy them on the Xbox store, which don't get me wrong. That's a really good push for digital games is, Hey, if you buy it digitally, you can get it on fucking everything.
1: Yeah. Now, in this streaming future, you just buy it on Xbox Live.
0: Right, and then you get it on PC, and you get it on PS4.
1: Switch and Switch. phones. Yeah,
0: you other don't thing.
1: get it on PS4. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, ideally, you get it on PS whatever. Oh,
1: uh, what if they pulled a real dick move, and not only could you get it, even though, let's pretend that the Xbox app is, you know, universal now. It comes on TVs and everything, right? Except it's not on your PS5. They don't allow the app there
0: and it's not on sony um, tvs
1: oh well, okay we could do yeah sony tvs but i was gonna say what if they even fucking pressured ericsson into it you like you have you have the android app but you can't play it because you have an xperia phone
0: oh god that just get i think it just get too complicated at that point trying to figure out what the hell can play it and what can't and you just end up having a massive tech warp
1: well i guess the one thing that would be in xbox's favor is nobody buys ericsson so yeah my Vio won't access the steam store i mean but it came pre-installed with playstation now
0: <laughs> oh boy pay another subscription <laughs> fee on top of your subscription fee yeah you know what
1: you know what xbox would have to figure out though ui's i don't know how their app looks or anything but i guarantee it's atrocious I mean, the xbox one dashboard is garbage
0: Yeah, no, the Xbox One dashboard looks like somebody vomited on a, uh, vomited on the screen.
1: It, it, it's like, it starts off looking kind of sleek. You're like, oh, this must be, you know, simple and intuitive. And then you're like, where the fuck am I? Why is that there?
2: (laughs) How the hell
0: do I I buy something? Why Why are there so
1: many menus?
0: Why are there six pedals if there's only four directions?
1: (laughs) I don't give a shit what people are streaming right now. (laughs) Why is this here? I just want to buy a
0: game. Where's my library?
1: I don't care about Major Nelson's vlog. How do I press play? Yeah.
2: I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so lost.
1: And what's nuts is, from what I can tell, the current dashboard. Everybody, I remember being like, yeah, this fixes so many problems. Not saying that there were glowing reviews of it. Just everybody was talking about how it was such a major improvement. So I wonder what the fuck it launched with.
0: It was not good and i'll be honest i booted unless they've changed it in the last like month and a half no it's not much better than it was like i still can't fucking find where the hell i'm supposed to go it's like
1: yeah still not good
0: like i remember the xbox 360 your friends list was here the games were here the store was here this was your homepage. you were good you know
1: when when that updated to the new xbox experience uh to prep for the connect right even that i think is fine
0: well yeah because that still had everything split up like yeah it was fine it was split up into easy to find areas
1: yeah it was technically still the tab system
0: right and now it's it
1: looks fancier
0: remind me to send you like a video of it the next time i remember to boot my console up Hmm.
1: don't forget to send me a video of it next time you boot your console up
0: thanks asshole Anybody got anything We're, else this week?
1: I mean, I yeah, I I, I do actually. But uh, where are we at time-wise?
0: Forty-nine minutes.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, sharing assets. Wow. Mm, I that's, get
0: it. Wow. That's a fucking callback. Okay.
1: I can't believe I managed to do it. Anyway. Um,
0: we got there. We did it. Reddit. There's,
1: <laughs> there's a uh, there's a cool interview out with Amy Hennig um i haven't had a chance to actually read the whole thing yet you know who she is right
0: um
1: she's the the director from the first two uncharted games she left in the middle of three uh and she got picked up by ea to make the star wars game we all wanted
0: okay that yep that's who i thought she was
1: and then they fucked her over (laughs) even though they had amy hennig on a design team and she uh So she was actually talking about the development process. She says that they were a lot further along than people had thought um, that things were actually going real smooth, despite some of the reports that had initially come out and that in her opinion, like with EA canceling it, like they were just like, hey, you know, we just want to move in a different direction. And she thought that it was kind of a mistake on their end because they were actually doing really good.
0: Oh, no, it's absolutely a mistake on their end. If fuck in the fucking hell if witcher cyberpunk red dead spider-man you know if any of these games prove anything god of war it's that people still want their fucking single-player games ea you wouldn't have sold fucking gangbusters if you made a good star wars single-player game
1: you had amy hennig
0: (laughs) you had amy hennig you had the star wars license
1: like, you you had a perfect combination all anybody's complained about is man i wish i could see another side of star wars here's a game where you get to play as han solo is it people want this more than they ever wanted a han solo film
0: right or
1: this is what they want no skywalkers no jedi or, star wars universe
0: what was the one that got canceled before this one got announced it was star wars 2121 i think or twenty thirteen. Oh yeah, 20. the one that 20. took
2: place on Coruscant.
0: And the one where you 13, played Fett. Bo- yeah, thirteen thirteen. The one where you play as Boba Fett. Yep. The sequel to Bounty Hunter, which I don't know if you guys yep. have ever played Bounty Hunter. It's a great fucking game.
1: Is that a Star Wars game?
0: It is a Star Wars game. You play as Jango Fett. Oh nifty. Yeah, it's it's Jango Fett pre Episode Two.
1: You know what? Lucasfilm was also the only studio not called Rockstar that uses the Euphoria physics engine over like havoc
0: yeah
1: and fuck i'm you just made me real depressed because i forgot about 1313 anyway so the in this amy hennig interview though okay um okay. when she's talking about some of the problems now one thing i want to point out is the reason that they had said that production was hectic is because she basically redesigned the team we all know that naughty dog is dope right yeah are we in agreement on that
0: okay
2: i i, I don't see why we wouldn't be unless Control,
1: you, you hate naughty dog why would I? I don't know. I was just checking. I want to make sure that we all agree. Um anyway, uh Naughty Dog has a setup where there's no cubicles. And um even though they've got their teams like in their specific areas, they have an open floor design so anybody from any team can go talk to another. Like a writer could talk to an artist. And that's to promote communication and stuff like that so that they can, you know, all be on the same page while they're making a the game. Mm-hmm and so she actually did that for the ea team that she got i feel bad because i don't remember who it was i think it was vicarious visions but it's probably like eala or something
0: no that sounds right
1: whoever it is they don't exist now but anyway she redesigned the team that she got them to do the same thing and i do remember some of the developers who were like yeah at first it was the weirdest shit but man this has just made everything go a hundred percent smoother but anyway, so she was talking, and she just, she said that if there was anything that was really a problem with uh, making the Star Wars game, and like I said, she they were further along than anybody thought, and she thought that they were they were right on track, they were on schedule. Um, if there was any problem, it came in pre-production, and I'm going to ask you guys, knowing that this was an EA subsidii- eh, subsidiary, knowing that they were making a third-person. Uh, story-based action adventure game, probably with that piece moments, you, uh, And Uncharted. Yeah. Um. So that genre of game, action adventure, knowing that they were doing all that under EA, what do you think was the first issue they came up against?
0: EA. I think. But why? F- I think their first issue was EA going, okay, cool, but how do we make more money off of it?
1: Well, obviously, but what I'm gonna okay. So, they were forced to use the Frostbite engine. And to use the Frostbite engine, they had to develop the tools just to have a third-person view on it.
0: Which is weird, because I'm pretty sure Battlefield 4 had a third-person option.
1: Yeah, but also remember that that's an exact problem that uh, they had with Anthem. And that Bioware Montreal had with Andromeda. They had to build all these systems. And so what blows my mind is you have all these teams that are technically under the same banner. The reason that Rockstar Games come out, no matter all the bullshit crunch that they put their developers through and stuff, they make worldwide games. You know what I mean? One studio is in charge of the game but then all the other studios work on tiny bits of that game all around the world. Ubisoft does the same thing. It's how they pump games out every year.
0: Right. I mean, that's just how you should develop games. You have small teams working on certain parts, and then one studio puts all those parts together.
1: Yeah, and if you if you have good communication between your teams, if you're giving them, a, that's awesome. But furthermore, if they're all using the same engine, and, and you want your engine to be like your in-house engine because you don't want to pay licensing rights to Epic for Unreal, Why the fuck wouldn't they share assets? Uh, One of the tensions that came up between BioWare Montreal and BioWare Edmonton, the original BioWare, is that Montreal developed most of the tools for Mass Effect that Edmonton implemented into Dragon Age, because Edmonton got to keep that, but Edmonton didn't want to share back anything that they developed. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't even be an
0: option. No, and that doesn't make sense from a business standpoint.
1: No. There's no reason that EA should let that happen. And there's definitely no reason that they should be like, and you over there making the Star Wars game, you also have to develop all the tools from scratch. Because we just gave all y'all just some janky old version of Frostbite, I guess, that could only make Battlefield games.
0: Do you think the reason that uh, they aren't doing that is because they want these studios to prove themselves, and if they can't, they're like, nope, you're going in the can, bye. In a movie,
1: maybe. I just think that they're dumb. Well, so- I thought Peter Moore had, was the head of EA. And that would have given me more confidence, but if I remember, I think he only got EA Sports and then he left the company.
0: Yeah, I forget what the fuck the asshole who's actually in charge of EA is called.
1: Well, there's no way we would ever know.
0: No, because he's like a public face. I just don't remember his name.
1: Literally impossible to find this information out.
0: He's literally saying this as I'm scrolling up because I know we've talked about it in this channel.
1: No, I... Legitimately, I'm just making the joke because we have the internet at our fingertips, but...
0: (laughs) No, no, we don't. I don't know what we're
1: talking about. about. Anyway, but what were you going to ask?
0: I, honest to God, don't remember.
1: Okay. But yeah, I just think that's dumb on EA's part, and I I know that they're going to take the bits and pieces of this fucking fractured fairy tale and try to release a Star Wars game before they lose the license, but...
0: That is... (sighs) That's a very good point, because they're already on the chopping block with this, because they haven't released shit except for two very subpar Battlefront games.
1: Yeah, but Disney shuttered LucasArts, so who would they give the license to? Acti Blizzard?
0: I, You know what? I would almost trust Acti Blizzard with it more than I fucking trust EA at this point.
1: You know who I would trust with it, but it obviously can't happen for obvious reasons? Uh-huh. Warner Brothers.
0: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? Maybe.
1: They've got good developers. They'd probably be smart enough to try to get Henning back for this fucking game. Or, you know, whatever would be its spiritual successor. Right. But uh but I they're one of the only publishers I could think of who would handle the license the right way. Other than like Arkham Origin. They don't really they've never really rushed anything that I know of. Mortal combat and all that like nether realm seems to be able to take their time on what they do
0: well nether realm also has complete creative control over their game exactly i i think they're still like the publisher's like all right now go put some microtransaction in it transactions in it sorry
1: do you guys want to talk about
0: some horror games do we that's the question well
1: i mean you're the one that got the time
0: that's fair i mean talk about i mean the There really aren't any... I mean, there's, like, the Steam horror games, but those are all, like, trying to capture P.T.'s shadow. Yeah, basically. There
1: is that Unreal version of P.T.
0: Right, but that's just P.T.
1: Yeah, but at least, like, you can finally play it. With them taking it off the storefront and all that permanency shit, P.T. is now, like, you know, a mythical game to have.
0: Right, it's that thing that only exists on YouTube and in the stories we tell our grandchildren. Or yeah, on my he,
2: PS3 hard drive, or on he, controls hard drive.
1: How'd you get it on your PS3? On your PS4
2: hard drive. <laughs> all right, brain not functioning.
1: Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is my uh, my my brother Shane ah, shook it all Max on. Anyway, uh, brother Shane, he has it on his PlayStation. Right. And so that just, just means he it. can never get rid of it.
2: Also, I could sell my PS4 someday for money because i have it on there
1: exactly it'll be on youtube the story we tell our grandchildren and occasionally every once in a a second moon of the third month you'll find it on ebay for 989 dollars
2: it's like the cell phones that still have flappy bird oh god (laughs) yay uh I can't believe that guy got
0: death. You know, that's the fucking horror game is that that dude got death threats over Flappy Bird. What's
1: even crazier is that, like, he took that shit to heart.
0: Oh, He's yeah. like, I
1: am a piece of shit for making this game.
0: <laughs> she's like, no, you did a thing. Come back. It was, a, it was
2: super basic, and it was just, like, getting death threats over something that basic.
1: I could basically... I, for all anybody knows... I'm just that genius at game design.
0: <laughs> well, was I mean, uh, I don't know. Like I said, though, with the horror games, I think I don't think that any real killers in the horror genre have come out. Like no,
1: there, but there is. Well, go ahead.
0: Like Resident Evil Two, the remake. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's still technically a survival horror game, not in the terms of like survival horror, like Rust or. You know those types no, but of games. No, but
1: terrifying.
0: Oh, God, yeah. All right, I'll give you that. But that's that comes. That's just suspense, not so much terror. Okay, no, yeah. no, it is terror when you walk out of a door and he's literally right there, coming down the stairs.
1: You know, suspense versus horror though, kind of reminds me of uh, love and marriage. Because this, I tell you, brother, you can't have one without
2: Oh yet. my goodness! Shut up okay we are not talking about married with children
0: okay mr Bundy. no
1: i'm just saying you you literally can't um, um can't but a, be scared without one, being suspended.
2: like i i would almost what? equate it to uh like what you see in movies like if you like there are horror films there are suspense films And then there are gore fests.
0: Well, there's, yeah, there's slasher films, horror films, and then the thrillers.
2: Yeah. And what we see more often than not are, like, for game wise, you'll see slasher and thriller. Mm hmm. Like, I I would probably put Resident Evil 2 on the thriller side because you're fighting back against this. It's not near insurmountable odds um
0: but it keeps it keeps you on enough of your toes through the entire game to never really get a moment of breath especially
2: if you play poorly
0: yeah hi
2: um (laughs) well because that's the thing i've watched i watched two different people playing it and one guy emptied ammunition like no other like he you know was missing shots all over the place and i watched the next guy and it's You know, he's perfectly placing his shots. And by the end of the game, he had so much resources in the storage unit. He spent about, I'd say, maybe a good five plus minutes just crafting bullets (laughs) because he was bored. So he killed the last boss with a pistol. (laughs) Well done. I feel like a pistol. I I
1: feel like you watched me and my brother play already (laughs) too
2: but but that's the thing it's like you you have that aspect of it and then you know you've got your dead by daylights which actually not quite horror game but definitely a good thrill game
0: dead by daylight gets your heart racing
2: yeah and they like i wouldn't put it at complete horror just because you know what's there and you can usually see it pretty easily um oh i can't even damn i'm trying to remember there was a game i watched a trailer for where it was basically like a terrifying version of hide and seek oh Um, is that the one that's in the school no no not not the one that is from uh discord not that one um this was a different one like it took place in a swamp ...and had a very similar Dead by Daylight feel to it... ...but the atmosphere was much more... ...refined, I guess I would say. Like, Dead by Daylight has a good feel to it... ...and it works really well for itself. But this game, like, the map was huge... ...but it was also extremely dark... ...and you kept kept tabs on who else was alive... ...so it would be like a ten-person lobby. One person's the killer and then you had nine other players, and you kept track of who was still alive based on a cell phone you had with you. So you could actually send messages like, hey, killer is near me, we're by the swamp.
0: Oh, that's And a... other
2: players would see it. But then, all of a sudden, if the killer kills you, the other players get a message basically just saying, so-and-so has gone offline.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, so, like, that I could see as a, like... A good horror game.
0: Right. And Dead by Daylight does the suspense thing where they use the music and... You know, like, basically tones and music to get your heart going. Yeah. So, like, when the generator fires, it or misfires, it's such a loud bang. Or when the killer spots you, you know, yeah. the music kicks on.
2: Mm. The constant heartbeat in your head.
0: It, it's definitely that slasher movie type of thing, you know when yeah. Jason's around, you always have the constant, like, Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. that shit. Yeah. Also, and, that that's and, a fucking game that I'm sad that and, fucking
2: went to hell. Friday, Friday the 13th? Yeah.
0: Because
2: I... Well, I, if they had properly gotten the license for it, and didn't uh, make it, put it out, and then say, fuck it, they might have had a decent game.
1: I mean wasn't that also like a Dead by Daylight game?
2: Um not Isn't
1: that, isn't that what Dead some, by Daylight is?
2: In some degree but you could actually fight back against the killer. Dead by mm. Daylight, you can't stop the killer. Um in oh. Friday the 13th, you could kill Jason.
1: It's cuz it was closer to when evolve released.
2: Well, you could it it's not
0: even you could kill him, you could knock him down and get away. So I don't think or you kill. could actually kill Jason.
2: Yep. Um, if enough people hit him, like... If you hit him down off, like, enough times, his mask falls off. Oh. And then another <laughs> player had to go get Mother's sweater from the cabin. But Jason gets a notification if someone goes into the cabin. Huh. And oh, so right. the player would use the sweater. It stuns Jason like he just kind of stands there blank-eyed and if he doesn't have his mask and you have a Tommy Jarvis with a machete he can kill Jason.
0: Huh. Well, that's kind of a Yeah, neat no. Good. But that, that's kind of a neat thing that I never knew. I don't know. I didn't play that game enough cuz I Not didn't have anybody did. to play it with and by the time I convinced people to buy it it was dead. Yeah.
1: No, you're right. It it, it should have been better it could have it had potential
0: it had a lot of potential because it seemed to have a studio behind it that you know gave a damn at first yeah at first Mm. they basically gave a damn until they were told nope we don't uh we don't have the license anymore so we no longer we thought, care. We thought
2: we had the license, but we don't have the license.
0: Yeah. So,
1: bit off topic here, but on the well, not really because it's horror games. You were talking about the there's the Steam horror games, just the dime a dozen type bullshit. Right. Which the Play Store is also like that, but but one of those Steam Store games, like, really got me thinking about. A horror like, what would be a really good horror game? And that's the the game Beware. That's that game where it's first person. You're driving in your car.
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah. So, Control, are you familiar with this?
2: Not a hundred percent.
1: Well, you you're just you're driving in your car, and after a set period of time, a car comes up behind you trying to like right. run you off the road.
0: Yeah. It it captures that feeling of driving home late at night and that car has now made two of the same turns you've made. Uh, It's completely that irrational fear of, oh God, this person's following me. So, you know, you make a quick turn into a subdivision somewhere to throw them off.
1: Yeah, but the game gets crazy because you can fuck up your car. You can ruin the engine. You can get to, uh, like, because they can run you off the road and damage you and shit. You try to run these dudes in masks come chasing after you and beat you down to death.
0: Good Lord. That's the entire thing.
1: Like, the way you lose that game is getting beat to death by these dudes in crazy masks and black get-ups. <laughs> Carrying, like, nightsticks. sticks. But anyway, my idea because um, if you remember the last time we discussed horror games, such I had the idea of being a kid in the house.
0: Uh, I do not remember, so...
1: It's fine. I'm not going to recap it. Anyway... Well... Okay, well, um, but no because for this for Beware what I was thinking of is a game where you just do a normal like you, you have a normal desk job um, at a cubicle at an office right uh-huh. you have a whole it's, it's basically an open world game but you have a set of objectives that you got to do like you got to go to work and shit like that you have to sleep after a while and you just live your normal life going to work, coming home. And at a random point, uh, slowly introduce a stalker. So, like, you know, one night it's being followed home, and you're like, okay, that was creepy. Then one night they try to knock you off the road, which terrifies the shit out of you. Now that could happen any time that you come home. You never know when. And then it starts to ramp up. Like, maybe they leave a message, uh, on your lawn, break a window, eventually your dog goes missing or some shit, just some crazy shit, slowly ramp it up from there. Uh, one night when you're in the house, if you stay awake long enough, you can see them like standing in your yard.
2: Ooh, it's like a modified Slender, man.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it's a real, yeah, but it's a real person. Right. Um, And if you have a totally open... If you can have the game totally open to where, like, uh, maybe you have a shotgun somewhere in your house, but you don't know if there are bullets in it, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, shit like that, maybe you have to go buy ammo or something, maybe there are no bullets.
0: Well, you you could also throw that in, like, uh, I know Until Dawn kind of did something with this, you know, like, certain things would change based on decisions you'd made, so, like, alright, there's some dude following you home, let's make sure, you know did you fill up your car with gas yeah let's make sure you're the, like does the uh, car have gas did you remember to buy um there's so many tiny
1: systems to make this like what i'm envisioning yeah. though a first yeah, person oh, yeah. game
2: it would take it would take a lot to build that up
1: but but you and know we can build it. yeah we can we we can with procedural generation even we can build fucking entire universes yeah. entire galaxies at least at the reason to think we couldn't conceive of a town.
2: That is true. Like a
1: town, in, like just a suburb area town. Uh, that that makes it wide open enough but we don't have to have it as populated as like a city. Then you could run some serious, like you could do a real simulation sim on this. A simulation sim, like old school games like Deus Ex and shit, but it's a horror game.
2: Huh.
0: Yeah, that that has a lot of
2: potential to be fun.
1: Imagine if you don't even market it as such. In all pre- pre-release, you pretend that it's like a live-your-life sim.
2: It's first-person sims.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there's like Farming Simulator and all that shit. There's well, Life Simulator.
0: Well, no, that's definitely... I mean, that could definitely be how you market it. It's just Life Sim. You sell it for five... And that- you sell it for five bucks on Steam, and all of a sudden it's like, uh...
2: It'd be like t- uh Doki Doki Literary Club.
0: Right, you just think it's a dating sim, and then it just fucks you.
1: What would be good about this is the first time that the car bumps you, before shit gets too crazy with your stalker, I, first, players would notice the car actually following them, but they wouldn't think anything of it, like, huh, this is just Life Simulator. Then when the first the car first bumps you it'd be like wow this game really thinks about shit you know what i mean they would you would literally grow along with your character Mm -hmm. of realizing you have a stalker that's dangerous to your health and well-being and the game never tells you what to do so
0: i mean and and that's the whole thing it's if if the game never tells you like oh make sure you stock up on bullets or Mm -hmm hey call and you have
1: to choose hide or yeah call 911
0: and even then it's like okay will
2: 911 even believe you i mean technically they have to respond to I know. all calls so. to.
1: <laughs> but but how soon do you call them the time yeah. that you do end up calling them in that game could be a time where they cuz they they do have to respond they respond if you accidentally call them um just in case yep but uh uh yeah, you talk to the cops and you're like, "Oh, somebody must be following me," but you don't you don't have the right answers. And uh they just end up thinking like, "Well, you know, if anything else happens, give us a call, but there's nothing we could do right now."
2: Yep. I mean, that would definitely be intriguing.
0: I I would have a blast with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. What would you call it if you didn't or if well if you weren't going to call it life simulator
0: mm.
1: if you wanted to come up with a real name for it
2: now the so would you be self would you be creating this character or would it be a preset character for you
1: okay so my actual idea was that it randomizes you don't pick your life
2: mm. Yeah, because like if you had a specific character you would play as, you could call it, you know, uh, oh. life of blank, and actually yeah. have it like more of a direct narrative for the player.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't have to do dialogue options necessarily either if I make it a specific person and story. Yeah. Gameplay can still be the same.
2: And that's what the, like, you can determine different aspects. So it's like, maybe not like a difficulty setting, but it's just like, oh yeah, do you want to be, you know, a, an office worker? Do you want to be like a night shift guard? You know, just Ooh. You, know, you, you determine your like starting off position. Like what, what do you do for a living? Like, yeah, you work retail. Okay, your starting setting is a retail shop. Your house yeah. where you live reflects a, like a retail employee, or you know, oh, you could have, you have an apartment. Yeah, right. it's like, No, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a super important businessman. You know, I, I make decisions, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, you you've got a nice either like you got a penthouse suite, or you've got a or what bitching, if well, well, house, but you live alone
1: what if though i just give the option so that you always end up at least in one of the suburb houses
2: i mean that could you could have inter- like you could set up um not way but i
1: do like go ahead sorry
2: a development system so it's like yeah if you get a week through the game like the de- the choices you make allow you to get a week through the game You could do a minor time skip so it's like all right you jump ahead a month okay at this point you've moved you know you got a new place or let's say you started having weird events at your current residence so you decided like man Mm -hmm. my neighbors are freaking weird in this apartment i'm gonna move no house
1: okay so at the beginning you don't get to you don't get to pick your character this is this is in the version where we're not doing a singular narrative, but just from all the shit that you said, you don't get to pick your character. Um, that's a random thing because you don't pick your life, but then you have to answer a series of questions, kind of like the beginning of Firewatch. Um, you have to answer a series of questions about like you know your job and shit, like you said. And the only thing that we give you at the beginning is that you are preparing to move, and so your tutorial level of how you know what the buttons are and shit. Um, which we're going to try to make it as simple as possible. So everything is interactable. But anyway, mm-hmm. in the beginning you're in an apartment, um, to you. Yeah. You go through like a week of your life and you think nothing happens, but on subsequent playthroughs, you notice all the seeds that were set for the stalker. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And that could be another option. Yeah.
1: I was. that was initially against, uh, The character creator as soon as i had as soon as you asked like if it was a specific person but then you drew me right back to it
2: that's how i (laughs) roll
1: that shit was good i like that idea ugh i want to make this game now let's make this dude
0: all right let's do it but uh that's a time for another day um
1: i'm gonna furiously google procedural generation (laughs)
0: uh does anybody have any closing thoughts
2: um ea stop breaking your games before you put them out yeah can i please get a good horror game and we'll miss you reggie
1: yeah (laughs) all right um his body's ready to move on
0: uh, plug your shit, guys.
1: Okay. Um there. It's plugged
2: in. Alright. Hmm. Uh what? as always. Uh twitch.tv slash control freak. Otherwise at facebook.com zigguru review. Where I talk about my own gaming experiences and topics.
0: And you can find me on YouTube, uh, Sedge Gaming, twitch.tv slash Sedge, and you can find this podcast, if you haven't already, at anchor.fm slash gamingcasual. And Woo-hoo. hopefully we'll be on Spotify eventually. And other places, but more to come. Even recently. Hopes and
2: dreams. Hopes, Hopes and, and dreams. dreams. Later, everybody. Talk to you
0: Hey guys, Sedge here. Uh, Just wanted to give a quick shout out to our intro music, 8-Bit Onward by Heatley Bros. You can find them on YouTube, and I will be posting the link in the description. Thanks. Bye.